0: Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome in to the Buddhist biohacker. Welcome in to exploring the indigo frequency. And I am here with Denise Dryden and welcome to her YouTube channel as well. My dog to jumped in right when we started.
1: He was so quiet oh. until we started getting excited about this. He really was. <laughs> and so Lisa and I have been having a blast. Uh, getting ready for this one. And Carolyn, um, you posted that girls there has been some weirdness happening out there in the last 48 hours. Can't wait to hear tonight's conversation. And Lisa and I've been talking about how weirdness is a good word for it. It's like we're buzzing, we're sort of bubbling around on the surface. And um, I think this frequency talk is going to be really important.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I want to hear what there's, because there's comments about weirdness, If everybody who's joining in the live, please share in the comments what you are experiencing and what you're feeling and what's happening with you. I would love to hear that. I know Denise would as well. And we're really excited about tonight's show. This is our third episode together exploring the indigo frequency. As always, I have my indigo eye out there looking out upon all of us. And Denise, we talked about, let's start with, I'm going to go through just really quickly, everybody what is an indigo? We've talked about it. That's the whole point of this series. I can't believe my dog. So sorry, you guys. Um, but I just want to go through really quickly. What are the core factors of indigo? Okay. So for all of you who are new and who are joining us tonight, here they are. So first you are a seated frequency here to dismantle and clear old stuck frequencies. You are here to break oppression that has been held in place oh. for hundreds of thousands of years. You are a warrior. We are
1: gladiators. We all are warriors. We're gladiators. We are masters from yes. other parts of the galaxy.
0: I love that word gladiator too, because it's one of my favorite movies and I so identify with that. So I love that that's on our list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so as Indigo's, you guys, we are placed globally into family systems that held the strongest dark lineage of control. And we're going to get into that further, I think. Um, We are an intentionally seated human child or walk-in between 1955 and 1989. Although, Denise, you've said we can kind of be outside those lines.
1: I don't think that we had very many scouts with this particular purpose before 1955 because of what went down in 53, 54, 55, all the way up to 57. 55 is kind of stretching it. I think I'm most comfortable with like 57. And those are scouts. The real main, main in mass part of the indigo came in in 77 to 89. That's when you know, like you're talking about D-Day. <laughs> That's when you bring every single power that you can into place and put it onto the planet. You know, and so we call that the in-mass arrival.
0: Yes. Yes. And I'm seeing over here, uh, Carolyn saying, um, let me click on this, Carolyn. Carolyn. Things have been strange. Perceptions in my body are shifting and changing. Things that I am working on or even inquiring about in my dream state are being refracted in my waking day. I love that. Um, Tracy shares, I'm having big attention getting signs beyond what I normally see. Very intense and in your face in the last two days. Um, Katie is sharing, I have felt heavy sorrow all day and it's not something I can pinpoint. I'm just honoring it and letting it pass. And Eve is saying she never knew about scouts. So she's just giving a thumbs up and Barbarella, you're asking if you are one, I think if you're watching this, you're likely an indigo, likely part of this tribe that we are. So, um, yeah, lots of intense energy and we both have been feeling that.
1: Well, I think this intense energy has been activating our light codes. You know, if I look at the solar flares, the fact that um, I think Pam Youngins on my website or not my website, my Facebook page, I keep putting her up there because she's been doing these like four times a day um, updates on the solar flares. Yesterday, we had three major CMAs, um, or CMEs in the last five days, like the major kind that knock us off. And there's one that's coming in this afternoon, which is maybe what we're feeling right now. Mm -hmm. Activation. At the core. I mean, we're gonna get into this later. We're gonna go through sapphire codes, codes of light, we're gonna go through Blu-rays, but this is what's being activated. And so it's gonna bring things up to the surface, like in Katie's situation, some sorrow or in my situation, some buzzing and sort of like um, I wanna say it's agitation, but it's more like my ADHD, you know, like, oh, let's talk. <laughs> You know, there are things coming up through those light codes that um, we want to talk about today. So frequency is going to be really juicy, I think.
0: Well, I think so too. I mean, I think that's, that's what we're here to talk about today, you guys, is frequency. And I know Denise, my husband and I both woke up at 1.30 in the morning. I definitely felt like something was going on and we both were able to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I'm feeling very high energy today, very buzzy, very... Mm-hmm. I almost feel lighter. I've been pushing through some really heavy energy the last couple of weeks. And so today was like, oh, so I feel like something cleared out of the way
1: yeah. that
0: we've been processing through. Um, and some of us may be still processing through, but hopefully everybody is going to feel, um, lighter for sure. So, um, and we also have, I love this. Ah, Carolyn's saying, I've been hearing about diamonds. Does that apply here? Oh, this whole show's indigos, but we'll probably have all diamonds next year or the following year.
1: The way I would put it in perspective is that um, it was, and we did this in the first one. If you want to go back and look at that, Carolyn, we did the indigos, you know, arrived as protectors and sort of cleared the ground so that the crystals could arrive. And then when the indigos and crystals were holding, the rainbows came and that, it, that sort of opened it up for the diamonds to arrive. Now, once these diamonds arrived, what happens is each of us are being activated by their intense energetic skill sets. So, yeah, it is about diamonds, but it isn't. This, this show is about indigos, but the diamond energy is just um, bringing us alive and awake. I, I, hope love that. That, I hope that that makes sense. So yeah. I, wa- I want to say that I don't want this to sound... You know, it's not, it's, it's this isn't coming from Lisa or me or ego or anything. It's almost like once the marker was out there a week ago that were two weeks ago that we were going to talk about frequency, it's as if you know this little like rod's been coming down and putting this spot right on the earth. And, and those of you who are watching, it's like, and, and I think it was up here. Which Tracy said, you know, there's some intense information coming in. And so, as we hold this intense information, know that it's been sort of wafting its way into this YouTube discussion tonight so that we can all grab it and hold it. And then, whatever's held in this is going to go through to anyone who's watching this um, later on who wasn't able to be here tonight.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Let's go into frequency. Let's let's do it. I'm excited. And I would love to throw out to all of you as we're talking about frequency. um, Those of you who are watching in the live, what do you know about frequency? What do you think frequency is? Um, How do you think frequency affects your daily life? I'd love to hear just kind of where you guys are at. This is like our little uh, indigo laboratory. So We just talked about the frequencies and how they're impacting us right now. And so Denise, where do we want to start with frequency and defining what frequency really is?
1: Yeah, I always start with a definition and I go, I get my little, my phone out and I start going through all the dictionaries, every dictionary and sort of waiting for words to jump up. So, you know, it's a steady, repetitive condition. So a frequency is steady, you know, and so it's measured in um, units of time you know, like every 10 seconds, where is it on the chart? Can you measure it? And Math Institute and the Schumann residence there's lots of different ways to measure the frequencies, right? So there are a number of occurrences or repeating events per unit of time. They're a measured occurrence that's trackable and defined. So frequency isn't something that, you know, sort of woo that's out there. Frequency is what's measured at all times, um, whether it's a frequency of the pulse of America The you know, we even have frequency readings on our Facebook pages telling us how often someone's reading, how long they're staying on, whether they click or not. These are all just ways of measuring um, intention. And because these are measurements, they're measurements of vibration, they're measurements of audio of sounds or audio signals, they're radio waves and they're light. So frequency is sound and light. And it comes in waves, and it's measurable. So we, as indigos, have an antenna inside of us that holds a constant um, frequency at all times. I like to call it the RKO frequency. You know, the little radio tower they used to put in for those (laughs) those who are older, right? You know, you know. We're just holding this frequency at all times. We have that antenna built in to do that. So that's what. That's, that's where we're going to start is that that is a measurable wave and that the indigos hold a very unique frequency. Yes.
0: And I want to add, you know, one of the things I love about some of the definitions of frequency is it's waves and it's vibrations. And that light is a color based on the frequency. And even, you know, in Ayurveda, they talk about how these subtle colors, these waves of light um, extend out beyond your body and are linked to the chakras, which we all know, Roy G. Bib, you know, our chakras are all the color of the rainbow and thus is frequency as well. So when we think about the indigo frequency, that blue frequency over here, because this is all backwards in here, I can't tell what I'm doing. But when we think about that blue, that blue is our throat chakra. That blue is the fifth layer of our subtle body. It's out farther, it's, it's radiating this big energy. So I think it's, it's important to, or easier to visualize when we talk about frequency, when we think about colors, and we think Mm -hmm. about how those colors interact with our body and our energy systems.
1: Also, if you use the chakra system with the prisms, the blue is like that that color that you can just hold and you can see and it goes up into purple, you know, and then it starts to move up through the different spectrums, right? So so blue is associated with the Blu-ray. It's associated with the sapphires and the sapphire codes of light. So we're gonna we're gonna go into those. By yeah. all means, that's, that's the deep dive tonight. Um, does anyone have a definition up here that we want to grab?
0: Well, I like what uh, Denise is saying from Live Life Spiritual Direction, which is she felt off driving through a nearby town. Something didn't feel right. Bad vibe. It's a lower frequency.
1: Right. Right. So lower frequencies are what we call dense, heavy, um, you know, negative sometimes or just, you know, like like you're going slow motion through mud. Higher frequencies have a, a much faster movement to them. And a a lot of stimulation. So as we go up through the spectrum, we're gonna we're gonna go blue, purple, then we're going the reds and oranges and yellows of the rainbows, combining them all. And then we're gonna end up at the top of the white light of the diamond. So we're you know, we're holding the core as a blue ray, as a blue vibration. Yeah. Now, um, Lisa, we were gonna talk about the the specific skills. Before we, you know, go into all of the deeper frequency stuff, I want to really look at the specific skills of the indigo. Do you want to go through those? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah.
0: All right. <clears throat> it's crazy how my throat is so activated. Like just talking, like coughing. I'm like, wow, my throat chakra. Okay, here we go. Um, okay. So one of our specific skills is to embody heightened. Sensory awareness that shows up as intuition, reading energy patterns, and constancy. Yes. And I love that heightened sensory awareness.
1: So we're all clairs. We're clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient. You know, these are the things that we already know how to do, and so we were built in with that skill set. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, we get the more we get to uncover that and and own it the better those skills will get within us. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and we're often gaslit for those skills and we start to suppress them. So the more we can um, embrace and integrate those
1: skills, the more powerful we can become for sure. Absolutely. And so since your throat is acting up, um, one of the things that came up oh, maybe about five weeks ago was the idea that Um, that we have been shamed, we have been shut down because of this throat, because of our ability to speak the truth. And so what if we were to energetically find a way to sort of take a collar, like even those of you watching, just take your hand, put it right here at your throat, Close your eyes and imagine that there is a collar that has been constricting your throat chakra that you no longer welcome in your body and that you take it and you move it off of your system. You open it up with your hands, you open it up with your breath, and then you clear it out and you shove it behind you and and never allow it to come back onto your body again. And then, you know, sort of massage your throat and say like, wow, this is me without any restrictions on my throat mm.
0: so,
1: I feel like lisa when you do that
0: so much lighter mm-hmm. lighter and i've always been very sensitive at my throat like mm-hmm. even hard to lay flat on my back and not feel claustrophobic on my throat with how it pulls mm-hmm. and um so yeah i feel lighter for sure
1: beautiful And it, you know, the throat is how we, um, we sustain ourselves with breath and with food. It's how we use our voice. It's how we keep our heart and our organs alive because we maintain the breath in and out of our nose and our mouth and it goes through our throat. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all of these are restrictive methods that, that don't work if we, if, if they're, if they're contracted. So the throat chakra is really, really important to this frequency. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, pass it along to your friends, get that shot, get that collar off of your throat.
0: Love it. Love it. Okay. So we are able to recognize when energy is in resonance, when it's in alignment and when it's congruent, we can also recognize when energy is not resonating (laughs) when it is not in alignment so when we, the resonance and dissonance, we, we can see it, feel it, know it.
1: And resonance. We feel it in our body, our body, the vibration says vibrates good. Like, like what we heard earlier, I had a good vibe or I had a, a really bad vibe about this town, right. That Denise had. Um, so that vibration is sensory. And congruence is in our mind, which is like, you know, no matter how many times I put these pieces together, they don't add up. So So resonance and dissonance and congruence and incongruence is super important and it's a skill that we were born with.
0: Yeah. And important to note how to start acknowledging when things are dissonant and resonant, I actually was going through my journal and back in 2015, this was yesterday or no, two days ago when I posted the reflection photo on my social media. And I was looking at my journal from 2015 and I literally wrote in my journal, I to only align with things that are resonant with me. And so I was giggling Denise. Cause I thought, Oh my gosh, here I was telling myself this in 2015 And now we're talking about it tonight and it's still, it's still a process of discernment to recognize that if something isn't resonant, we do not have to people please, we do not have to appease whatever that is, we can actually just say no.
1: And is isn't because we're learning how to say no in, an, in a kinder, compassionate way. Like either I'm not feeling it, I can't do it tonight. Or my favorite, I did this at the coffee shop today. Someone asked me if I wanted to go out for a drink after the show. And I was like, man. And I'm like, yep, yeah, nope, I'm out. I can't do it. <laughs> you know. And so I'm, I'm validating at all times with muscle testing. You know, like, mm. or, or or asking or checking in on the resonance. Like, does that feel like something I want to do? And instead of going to someone, well, maybe, or placating, like some of our old behaviors where we weren't sure how to use our voice. I just, yeah, no, my body says no. Maybe another mm. time.
0: <laughs> well, I've got to share. So I, you know, I looked up uh, for an article dissonance, and I, I want to share because I think this definition is very interesting. So first off. Merriam-Webster says that, that dissonance is a mingling of sounds that strike the ear harshly. Yes. It is also compared to chaos. When we experience dissonance, we feel uncomfortable and can experience destructive emotions like anger and sadness. And when you think of that, you know, I always think of like, oh, the sound of like metal on teeth or nails on the chalkboard, right? Those sounds, but that, that is dissonance and, and how your body feels in that moment is often how our body feels. Just like you said, Denise, when you're asked to do something, you're like, no, no, no. It's like, you still get that tense. It's the same feeling.
1: Yeah. We can feel, we can tell our senses are wide awake and they're always reading. And that's one of our gifts is to be able to 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 know when we're in when we are in dissonance and to be able to step back and and come out. Um Carolyn says, isn't that lovely the real realization that I could say no? And so that's where our voice and our body and our willpower all align as an indigo. And this is new. Like I'm I'm the people pleaser like roll over and oh sure, sure. And then kind of come up with an excuse later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm the
0: same way. And it, it's hard because we, we walk this peculiar line as indigos where we're healers. You know, most of us are here wanting to heal, wanting to fix all this dense energy. And so we feel responsible for the dense energy. Don't you think? Like there's a responsibility to the dense energy when actually you don't have to align with that dense energy, you don't have to fix it. Our jobs are actually, and that's part of the conversation that, that really shifted my mindset about tonight, Denise, and everybody who's listening, is we don't have to fix the dense energy. We actually want to align with the lighter energy to hold the frequency. That's yeah. our job. Not to go be sucked into all of the heavier nail on a chalkboard stuff.
1: Well, if we use that analogy, that that reality, that statement that is our reality, and we look at the fact that we were placed in dysfunctional families, we will go to dysfunctional jobs. We will have dysfunctional relationships. Our job isn't to stay and kind of nurture the mud or the density up. Our job is to go, Oh no, I'm in mud and I'm dense again. And to be able to say, this isn't in my highest interest. I need to find a separation, whether it's live a little bit further away, spend less time or little or, or literally cut it off and step away. So, mm-hmm. so we get to choose how far we're going to go in or out from that density. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: How does that feel? I feel, I feel a shift with the audience. How does that feel to let go of the need to hold, fix, heal, dense energy. Like to just let
1: that go. Ah, Tracy nailed it. means that I get to remove myself from the drama triangle.
0: Yep. Bye-bye drama triangle. We want you out of here.
1: (laughs) The most important thing is that the the indigo can go into the victim so easily because we are empathic, we are sensitive, we are readers of energy, and then people are just mean to us all the time because – we hold truth for them. And then we go, Oh, I could change them. I could fix them. And so we're in the drama triangle as a rescuer or as a victim, or even as a um, persecutor being super angry at the people around us. This gets us off the drama triangle. It is Mm -hmm. perfect. Tracy, thank you for bringing that up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's important to note, there's a lot of dense energy on the planet. And I think, and I know Denise and I are aligned on this and I think most of you are too listening is There's such a strong uh, pull in the collective to identify with that victim energy at this time for so many reasons. We're given lots of reasons. And so there's been a real push with the Indigo Collective from what I'm seeing and what we've talked about, Denise. As Indigos, we're really stepping away from identifying with that, from consoling that, from healing that. And really stepping into a different space, an empowered space, and coming out of this triangle that Tracy's talking about. And so really noticing with your frequency, I've been noticing the more balanced my my energy becomes, the less I feel drawn to save and heal. The more drawn I feel to be strong and to hold this different frequency and to, to really protect my space too. So I'm not pulled into these other... Thanks.
1: I I agree. It's in order to get out of any kind of a drama triangle or victim energy, we have to go into self ownership. Self ownership means that the more we learn about indigos, the more we know who we are, what our frequency is, why we're here, and what our purpose is. Then we go into ownership and management, and then all sorts of opportunities and things change on the outside. If we and, and, and I've got some lights and we can do some examples with that. Do you want to do that now?
0: Yeah, let's do it. I want to share Denise's well, comment. I have a sticky note on my kitchen cabinet that says, don't get
1: sucked in. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't get sucked in. Because, you know, it, it's the same thing as we talked about two epi- or second episode is that if the airplane is crashing and you don't put your um, oxygen mask off and on and take care of yourself first then you're ab- absolutely no help to anybody. So you have mm-hmm. to do self-ownership first and get out of that victim triangle. So I brought this really cool little light in here because at least I and Lisa yeah. and I were playing with it because it has all these like rays out of it. Yeah. So, you know, this is us, this is our frequency, right? And we shine out everywhere and, you know, and then things will come up and I've got this really old plastic bag, right? <laughs> and you can sort of put it over and, and you can still see it sometimes, but you notice it loses all the rays. Just, mm-hmm. You know, it's there, but it's not really as beautiful as that is, right? Yeah. And then I make this wrapping paper that has all this gold glitter all over it, right? And you dress <laughs> up and pretend, but it's still like, I don't even know where the light is now. There's something behind that, but I don't know what it is. And then, you know, we can go to darker things, which is we're in family systems where there's a lot of addiction and abuse and it sort of shuts us down completely. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm something, but I don't know what I am. Mm. or in the case of being really lost we could even take something like this and mm. you know like shroud it and say i don't i don't want to be an indigo i don't want anybody to know who i am and so what we want to do is we want to get in touch with the fact that this is our magnificence this is who we are and we want to put this out there no matter where we go mm. i loved this light when i was looking at it so does that does that make sense to y'all that there's this this um, these ways that we layer over this brilliance of who we are and we get sucked in and we don't want to get sucked in.
0: I love that. I love that light. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <in my> camera. <laughs> <laughs> and it points to universal consciousness. I mean, it points to the, I am that I am right. It is when we realize that we are that, that brilliance, that vibrancy, that magnificence, we that's the awakening. That's the awareness. That's, that's enlightenment. I mean, that's really, you know, what becomes the most profound journey.
1: Well, yes, this is our enlightenment. This is us trying, looking at other people, trying to find things. But when we really come up here, this is us. And then, you know, the idea is that we just sort of shine it out everywhere to -hmm. everyone. So, um, if we're going to do this dive, into the deeper frequencies. You know, I've put this off for seven years. I've used the idea of frequency. I've talked about the light codes. I've talked about things, but until they could really land within me, I wasn't sure how to define them. So I got a little nervous. And then when we were talking a couple of days ago, it just like came. Up. So, you know, the indigo is an energy light is an light and sound has its own energy, right? And this energy is a consciousness and it expands or, incre- or, 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 or contracts with our ability to hold that frequency. It's never going to go away. This is never going to leave. We're always going to be a light, but if our, if we, you know, if we don't understand its energy, we're going to show a little bit of it, but not a lot of it. So what we want to do is we want to know that, that there are ways of building an awareness where we can hold that frequency clearer and stronger.
0: Mm-hmm. I um, love what Carolyn's saying. I have to share this really quick. She says, moving from a healer to a light holder. Yes. 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 And she says, detaching yourself from the need to heal and rescue and to have the outside validation of worth and contribution. And that is the conversation. Of every psychic medium and channel, I know right now we're all having this same pattern disruption. Uh, I'm no longer going to need to give the answers in order to be worthy. Right. I am enough.
1: Love Mm -hmm. it. And a light holder says, I don't know. What do you think about that? It's very much of a coach position, which is what's your interpretation? How does that work for you? And then how can we strengthen that up? Mm hmm. So knowing that we were intentionally seated into human bodies, you know, birthed in, walked in, right? It meant that we came in in mass, and we came in with these codes inside of us. So all of this came through this through Sirius, through the Syrian um, High Council, which was what do we, what can we give them that will make them stronger than anything else? And allow them to accomplish this mission, which is to hold the power of truth and justice on the planet. Because if we are, if our throat chakra is shut down and if we're shunned, and as, as we all know, um, that feminine energy of, of being responsive and truthful and, and present is almost eradicated as much as possible out of our 5,000 to 10,000 year history. So then it was like, we're going to bring this lightning bolt down onto the earth and we're going to put these people into their, or put these souls into people and these souls are going to radiate truth. And so, you know, the first thing is that they're going to radiate truth through the sapphire codes because the sapphire codes are these blue, beautiful code, codes of light that hold only truth. They can't hold anything else. And so the Sapphire codes embedded into our system means that we're going to hold truth and justice. We're going to hold that Christ did I am. We're going to hold that crystalline, you know, energy where we're an open collaborative system and we interact with other people. And so what happens in, and part of the gifts is that we're going to take our beautiful, truthful self and we're going to throw cocks. We're going to like destroy companies, schools, relationships where there's no truth. We're just going to keep lobbing truth bombs in there until they start to fall apart and dismantle. So we can do it intentionally or we can do it unintentionally. The bottom line is we're still going to throw truth bombs out wherever we go because this is what we know. We hold truth. So Mm -hmm. these Sapphire codes of light inside of us Radiate whether we want them to or not. I can't stop telling the truth or holding for the truth, and I'm going to react when there's dissonance around it or when there's incongruence around truth. Does that make sense? Oh gosh.
0: You know, how many of you guys are like, I'm a change agent? Like, I use that terminology you know, clear in my retail career was like, I'm a change agent. Like when I came into a store or a job or a relationship, it's like all of a sudden shit hit the fan. People had to go, you know, the, the thieves came out of the woodwork. It was like all of a sudden. So it makes so much sense what you're saying because I've, I've experienced it firsthand. And I think many of you out there have, I love it. Carolyn already says completely, like how many of you guys have had, that experience where as soon as you go into, especially a company space, Denise, seems like such an easy example because you go into like a team oriented environment with a company and all of a sudden the team doesn't work anymore. And that always happens when an Indigo shows up, it's like, oh no, here comes that boss.
1: I'm just the destroyer. Just call me Denise the destroyer, whatever program, whatever company, whatever, whatever, whatever family system I got in. It was like, so like, why do you guys do that? And then it's, and there's, just, you know, there's no way to stop it because it's out of integrity, especially if you're lying to clients or you're misrepresenting or you're manipulating or trying to control. It's totally true.
0: Do you want to know It's funny? So my corporate nickname, like in my retail career was the velvet hammer. (laughs) And my COO gave me that term and he said, you, you have this very compassionate and kind way of laying down truth and no one can deny it. And they kind of just walk away and go I've got to just leave this job or I have to you know it's like and so I know exactly what you're talking about so I'm the velvet hammer and you're Denise the destroyer I like it that's our gladiator names
1: I'm a gladiator I mean there's no way with my height and my sort of like hurt bull in a china factory kind of energy I was never a velvet hammer I was more (laughs) like a sledgehammer (laughs) okay so let's go to blu-ray well, first, is there anything else here um, that we want to we catch up on? Um, because I want to make sure we're including this in our conversations.
0: Yeah, I like, well, I just see, yeah, where I walk, chaos follows is what Carolyn's saying. <laughs> everyone's agreeing right now.
1: So yeah. everyone's <laughs> right on spot. Okay, so let's talk about Blu-rays. Because blue rays are the first ray of the seven, you know, or, or there's 12, there's five secret ones, but there's the seven sacred rays and blue ray is the first one, and it's the ray of willpower and trust. So, you know, you're thinking, oh, sure. Now we're going to put someone who only knows how to hold truth and justice. And then we're going to embed them with, we're going to give them the blue ray energy body, which is willpower and trust. Which is, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to work on my trust issues with people who hurt me or abuse me because, and then I'm not gonna know how to talk about it. So trust and then willpower, which is our ability and that it resides in our right shoulder in the tree of life. It's Gebra, it's Mars, it's Aries. It's like my willpower is gonna come through. We have to show that we have willpower and it is the hardest thing to do in an environment when we are. 10 to one or, or a hundred to one outnumbered, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of like the superpower shows where it's like oh, hundred to one. That's easy yeah. <laughs> I just watching 1883. And they're like, there's 12 of them. And Sam Elliott's like, so we got this. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> how do you have that kind of courage to just go forward? Right. mm-hmm so- so it's, tr- it's it's trusting and it's willpower and it's truth and justice. So Blu-ray, Sapphire, Blu-rays and Sapphire codes are embedded into our frequency. And the more that we understand that, that there's nothing we can do to change that, that is part of our genetic composition. And that they placed us, and I wrote this down because I wanted to make sure that I, and I was practicing it, but I can't memorize it. Our assignment was to gather All was that they gathered all of the genetically advanced beings from every part of the galaxy that they could, who were masters at what they did, who were capable of embodying and holding the universal genetic library of all of these memories, all of these skills, all of these masteries in their field and communicate with others. And we're going to put them in the body and we're going to give them truth and justice (laughs) and we're going to give them willpower and trust. And then we're going to make sure that they are so good at this, that they can communicate telepathically. They can access with their pineal gland that's open across the veil so we can talk to them because we need to be able to give them directions. We can't put them down there by themselves, but we have to open that channel so we can understand and hear So it's both embodying these tremendous skill sets, but then also opening up to direction or to validation or finding our own trust through the support of the invisible, not the visible.
0: Mm -hmm. Which makes so much sense. I mean, in my own life experience, it makes so much sense. I mean, that that is why. So much of everything in my life is the way that it was. And I'm sure everybody out there listening is putting that together for yourself.
1: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) (laughs) This connects some dots. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like we're starting to build an intelligence about Indigo's. So this is where I blew Lisa, Lisa and I blew each other apart two days (laughs) ago on this one, which was, that it wasn't just sort of to get to earth and hold it and go like, okay, so I'm here. That's all I have to do. This is all I need to do. Oh no, 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 no. What we were here to do was to break the repetitive bywave wave system that kept the earth grade grids locked in. Okay. So what that means is that we were the lightning bolts that were here to jolt open the grids around the earth that opens it up so that it can be a truth-centered, justice-centered, um, trusting, you know, place of of human will. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, the the indigo holds this open, they call it the vesica pisces or the three circles, right? They hold this open loop system, which is, you know, there's nothing to hide when you when you tell the truth. When you know who you are and you're in self-empowered and you're sovereign and you're standing in truth and justice, there's no reason to lie or manipulate or control. But we were sent in to break a system where if you think about it, the grids were in a closed loop, like a chain, you know, two circles chained up where there was control and control and control and so it was going to come in after our minds. So this mind control, this shut down the pineal gland with fluoride, let's do everything we can humanly do to keep these indigos from doing what they know how to do, because if they succeed and we go into an open loop, you know, grid system, then the world is, we can't control it anymore. And we're like, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. All of these changes started in the late fifties to the early sixties. When you look at, you know, the rippling, you go back to how far, you know, where we, we were blind to things. And then slowly one little thing is coming about equal rights, women's rights, you know, education. What are we doing with our voting? What are we doing with our pay systems? All of these are all in sort of um, flux and dismantling at this time, mm-hmm. because we were here to rehabilitate And recode a damaged grid system that needs to be brought back online. When we really get that, that took me forever to realize that the grid system and the frequencies and the codes were all connected. And then it was like, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh talk about this now because uh, it makes sense to me. So tell me if there's something that doesn't make sense to you in the comments. Did I miss something? Is there a link that we, that we can sort of craft? Cause we've got time to do that.
0: I love it. Tracy says more, more, explain more. And, you know, I want to say this is cool because when I'm in a, a trance meditation, I can see the grids and I've seen how they've changed and how the red matrices is starting to break apart. Um, and, you know, there's a Christ grid, there's all these grids. And so when we talked about this the other day, it also just like expanded. Cause it was like, oh, that's what I'm seeing. And that's why we were called as a community for everybody who's been part of Buddhist biohacker. We've been doing grid work, We did it all of 2020 and about half of 2021. And it was like, oh my God, that's why they were asking us to do that is to reset and to shift these grids and to break them apart. Like we are, we are, it also explains why as indigos, we're so sensitive to things like 5G and and toxicity in our environment and all these things, because that is the way that they're battling us. And so it's how... We manage our physical space, our emotional space, our spiritual space, and our frequency to hold that to be able to accomplish what we came here to do. And what I got to download it when Denise and I were talking the other day. The download I got was once this is complete, there is this beautiful assignment on the other side for us that's about creativity and vibrancy and really experiencing. We went down a whole conversation about Saturn and and how. Saturn is so expansive in the back half of life for some of us. And I believe that that is part of the Indigos. It's like the gift is once we can shift this space. Um, I think a lot of us Gen Xers are going to have this gift of oh. being able to really experience some beautiful um, creating form and matter in this planet. Once we're done with this assignment too.
1: I, I completely agree. Now, Tracy, you brought up a really good point, which is this ancestor work. Are we breaking some old habits? And I have a girlfriend who was um, going after sacred water. And she she had these spots. And she went through Europe. And what she noticed is on these very, very sacred earth spots, there were pagan symbols above them, and then they were usurped by the Catholic churches who built cathedrals and whatnot. And it's like all of these layers on top of something that's pure that comes from the core of the earth. And so if our family systems, our ancestors are buried in our DNA, in the bodies we inhabit, it's like, how do you, how do we start to peel back? Yeah, nope, not that, not that, not that, not that, until we get down to the gold, Within the DNA, which is there's gold here that knows how to hold these grids. We don't have to do all the work ourselves. We just have to sort of eliminate some of the stuff within this human body, within our our ancestral lineage, within our earth practices that blocks it. Because again, you know, it's just blocking the light. It's blocking the, the frequency. And we want to make sure that we don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, so, so it ends up being up and down and out all at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that aligns. You know, one of the messages I received from the Sacred Council in 2019 was the importance of breaking free from our genetics, and that linked to the ancestry piece. It's, it's. <clears throat> I feel um, from the information I've received that it's important for us to begin to let our lineage go to acknowledge the challenges and the gifts that that lineage has brought us. And now it feels like it's about stepping into our star lineage, our star seed lineage. And, and that's why there's this great gathering of all of us connecting and, and meeting each other and working together, because I think we're, we're now coming into our soul families and it's mm-hmm. not about denying your lineage, but it's about breaking free from it, so that we can step into who we are and not own the stories of the lineage that we incarnated into. Yeah.
1: You no, know, we don't belong to those stories. We are here yeah. to free them. Yeah. We are here to unearth them. It's kind of like, Oh, great house, but we got to move the house out of the way. Cause I got some digging to do, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's an interesting position. Now, as indigos, we have some challenges with this assignment. And so um, I have four of them and I thought we could sort of go through those and then finish with some tips because I, don't, I want to be sensitive to time, but this is a huge topic. So, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. go, we'll do what we need to do. Um, Lisa and I talked about this. We have amazing observation skills, right? We can observe, we can feel, we can read rooms, we can do everything. The challenge with the indigo is that if we don't do that from a grounded sort of like, like lighthouse space where it's like okay i see that and i see this and we bring information in and collect it here if we don't do that then we we follow we go out and we absorb into it (laughs) it's almost like the codependent. oh that tastes good i want more of that or this relationship and so we dive out of ourselves and we forget to hold our frequency strong we're always going to have the frequency in us it's more like when i embody it radiates bigger so that's the first thing is that we can, we can, we can lift out of our bodies and be pulled into the the people, the places and things that we observe. That makes mm-hmm. sense, right?
0: <laughs> it does. And it is, it is, it goes back to the holding, which I know we're going to talk about in the tips, but, you know, really being able to be the observer and recognize when you are getting pulled so that you're not pulled.
1: Yeah exactly and that was number two is to you know recalibrate our own frequency that's why we take baths that's why we take naps right now when all these solar flares are, are nailing us and it's and it's not stable we don't get out there and go uh, uh, we don't we aren't mad at it we aren't trying to change it because that's like standing in the middle of the ocean and saying I need the water to be calm you know <laughs> what we have to do is we have to sort of partner with it but then find stabilizing like if I'm out in the ocean and I stay from my thighs down in the water, I'm not going to get knocked over. But if I'm waist up, I might get knocked over by a big wave. So you find out where you need to stabilize so that you can interact with events and you don't let those, those events or those outer external things take you off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so we have to internally stabilize. Yeah. Um, we underestimate our own emotional and energetic strength by, by, We underestimate how hard it's going to be in these family systems when you don't get the love and your siblings do, when you are chastised for your belief systems, when your community doesn't support you, when you have bosses who have gender issues or who have energy issues or feminine issues. And what happens is we we underestimate how that impacts us. We're like, I can do this. And then we get in it and it just oh, it melts our purpose. It breaks us down. And and we forget that that energetic emotional component is what gets underneath. It's like the sand that starts eating away at us. And we forget that we don't have to be in those environments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's easy to get pulled. All of those distractions, you know, it turns on that, that, fixer part we talked about, right? The savior, the healer, the, you know, and, and, and it's, it's almost like an invitation to go to that bigger, that global view. Like, you know, it makes me think of the mouse totem. I used to see little mice all the time. And the message of the mouse is that you're, you're paying attention to detail, like too much, you need to pull back. And I think that's, that feels like a big lesson for us as Indigos is, we get caught up in the weeds of the toxic relationship or the family member we want to fix or our clients that we want to help or whatever it is we're doing. And, or even, even a situation like, you know, what's gone on in the last two years, you know, it's easy to get caught up, but those are really the weeds. That's not the global galactic vision. It's almost like, remember your galactic heritage and pull back and go into that other perspective.
1: Well, and that's, that's that final challenge, which is if we remember our mastery, we remember our purpose, and we remember that we're here for truth and justice and to show willpower and to trust, to trust that whatever is going on on the outside may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. And it may not be true for me, mm-hmm. which is how do you listen to the news right now? How do you mm-hmm. look at the last two years of disease control. How do we look at all of that and go, this is so interesting that this is what the world's going to do outside right now and not take it personally, not take it in and not let it dis- destabilize us. Mm-hmm. So it's like interesting view. And so the the indigo also knows that mind control has been part of, you know, destabilize the indigo. If the indigo is not stable, then all the rest of the systems crumble after it. So, 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 so no. Well, I wonder what they're trying to do to get me out of my stabilization now. And yeah. not, not from a, oh no, they're at it again, but from a like, oh, that's so cute. Well, nice try. When <laughs> you have know, teenagers, you just laugh, like, oh, that was a good one. That was your most creative attempt yet. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I love it. I love it. And it feels like that's what's happening for a lot of us in the indigo collective, too, is we are kind of saying, Oh. We see right through that next, you know, bring, bring on the next thing. Um, It does feel like there's a stabilizing force amongst us right now.
1: Yeah. So tips, you know, it's super, super important to know that you are an energy system and that you calibrate your knowledge and you just stand strong. No matter what happens, you go, you could check in. You use your muscle testing. You use your relationship with, with either what you can channel or what other people can channel and ask questions. But it's just sort of like, man, the most important thing to do is figure out, is this me or is that the world? If Mm -hmm. this is me, I know what to do. If it's the world. Oh, I also know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then you brought up the last one, which is to hold. Yeah.
0: And what came through is grounding as embodiment and, that feels very important yeah. and yeah, it's holding and grounding what we're holding. It's like grounding the frequency and thinking of those electrical currents and how you have to have that, that connection with the earth in order to ground out that lightning bolt. And yeah. we're doing it through the physical body. And mm-hmm. so that to me is Much bigger than, oh, I'm not grounded or I need to ground, right? That's a great term we've heard in metaphysical communities for 20, 30 years. Um, For me, grounding now is about being strong in the body and even physically strong. Like I feel this strong call that's come through the last few weeks to embody that warrior. You know, I started lifting weights. I've started changing. It's like, how do we really live in this body? Really live in it to stop denying it, to stop putting it aside and to live in it in order to accomplish our mission. You know, when you think of
1: a warrior going
0: into battle, they can't be weak, you know? So they're getting this- on
1: the couch all day going, someday <laughs> I'm going to get off and go fight.
0: <laughs> yes, Exactly. And so I think there's this real, and it's very empowering, like the information that you're sharing with us, Denise, and that we're talking about is really empowering as an indigo. And I hope I'd love to hear from the audience, but it's empowering to think, wow, I'm really here to anchor and hold this frequency. And it is inviting me to step out of the distractions, to strengthen my physical body in order to hold this frequency, which also is about, you know, your spiritual disciplines, your discernment, your ability to um, understand what is true and what is not, and to not have to fix it or get other people to see it, but instead to hold that frequency of what you know is truth and to not sway from that.
1: Well, and to remember that we have these magnificent codes and strengths within us but we have been placed in specific places with skill sets to be effective. And so, you know, there was a point where I was looking at the indigo as a, as a lighthouse, which is, you know, it's not it's not easy to stand in one place and to ground in and, and keep giving the energy because we're, we're a lightning rod, like you said our job is to bring it in and to sink it into the earth so that the grids can be held. If we're out wafting around, if we're a lighthouse tower and we're like, I'm over here, I'm over here. Oh no, <laughs> there I am. <clears throat> we are not holding solid where people can find us, where we can embody um, other, we can help others embody where we, we model Groundedness to our children, to our partners, to our pets. So you just saw so you look for Ludwig, <laughs> you know. Like- oh yeah, I got I've got a
0: cauldron now digging under the the door, yeah.
1: and Ludwig's
0: sitting on the floor in front of me. I love what <laughs> Carolyn's saying. Carolyn says I was just thinking anchoring with embodiment and centered contentment. I love that. Yeah,
1: and I want to put the word ease in there. We're not mm-hmm. looking at t- stacking more assignments on your shoulder. What we're looking at is taking all of the what ifs and uh, what if I'm not and all that stuff off and just standing and saying, this is who I am. I was born with these codes inside of me. I don't even have to effort at this. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is be present. And the more I keep my feet on the ground as a three di- third dimension hu- dimensional human being in body right now, like Carolyn says, to be content to be at ease, to have joy. Like Mm -hmm. this is an easy job, actually. Once I got through all of the taking it personally and being thrown off by drama and trauma and pain, it actually started getting really easy. Yeah. Yeah. How do we do this about ease?
0: I love that. You know, in the clairvoyant training program, they're always filling us up with ease and grace. And, and I always think of that. So I love that word because ease and grace like that. And it is, it is a relief to think, wow, this is our job. Like all this other stuff. Isn't really my job. No, it allows you to release
1: a lot. And uh, we, we, once we know that it's, that's our job, we can release. And Carolyn, you said, get out of my head. And there's one little piece I want to lay out there, which is within the tarot deck. There's bardo cards, and bardo are where the really big, big issues come up. And I think there's 13 bardo cards in the tarot deck, in the mm-hmm. in the you know ace through um, tens, not through the, the court or the or the major arcana. All the, the the biggest suit is swords, which is mental. It's when our negative thoughts or our thoughts go into patterns that don't work for us. And mm-hmm. so maintaining those thoughts is the most important. Like, oh, here comes another thought. <sighs> like, let it go away because it's not going to help me with the ease of holding this position that I'm here to hold. Yeah. Yeah. Simply be. Love that you bring us back to simply being. It, and yeah. and we, how many times have we read this? Like, let go. <laughs> Think this has been a decade and a half of oh, just let it go. It's like let what go. Um, you know, just be be what? I really don't know how to be. <laughs> and <so laughs> the meaning is we're now embodying these words with a different meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a new because even grounding, right? It's like it's a a reformation of these metaphysical terms. And and it's really cool to see that unfold yeah
1: oh this has been so much fun
0: oh it's been so good and hours go by so quick in here and hi hi alina hi i love so everybody needs to go follow at uh liner beans at instagram i love your instagram it i look at it every single night Oh. and so yeah uh lots of awakening memes on
1: her instagram oh my gosh i need that Yes, I'm gonna, so good. I'm gonna grab that one and put it on my Instagram. So what I've noticed is in talking about this, um, I feel more grounded, mm-hmm. I feel more in my body. I'm less buzzing and agitated, and so getting this up and out and sharing it, you know, in the constructs, bringing it into form and handing it around to each of you has really helped me get back into my body. I'm wondering if it agitated you up or if it brought you into your body. Does anyone want to put something up there so we can sort of get a feedback? Because I feel so much calmer now.
0: (laughs) I do too. I feel like I just slowed down. So I'm also feeling much more grounded. I feel Mm -hmm. softer. So yeah, I'm curious what everybody else is feeling, especially with the high energy that that there's definitely energy going on.
1: Well, for yeah. sure. I I I would check um I would check the um uh, spaceweather.com to find out when this excuse me um a geomagnetic storm is hitting it's supposed to hit north and run south, bring winds, bring you know all sorts of turmoil. We had a big windstorm here about uh, an hour and a half ago.
0: Oh wow. Well, and we're getting snow here. So Tracy says Um, I spent all day in bed trying to get information, recalibrate, and even doing that, this conversation has stabilized me more. So that's great.
1: Great. Um, Thank you, Tracy.
0: Carolyn helped realign me in my vessel for sure. Great. So
1: good. good. So now we know a little bit more about the indigo vessel, the indigo purpose, the indigo, um, you know, um, what frequency, you know, is all about. And we can, we can do that. Um, Yeah.
0: So, now, so for everybody watching, we do this every month. So I hope you're going to come back next month. And if it's the first time you've watched this, I hope you go watch the first two episodes because these, these the information is building on top of one another. So the more that you can take that in, it's going to activate and open and expand. And do we know
1: what we're going to talk about next time? I was yeah? Ask you that. It seems to me that, that the next place to go Is that if we know now that we hold a frequency and we have this back history of what an indigo is and, you know, what it must have been like growing up as an indigo and now we've held the frequency, it makes sense to go to the physiology of what happens when we have too much cortisol um, from our sensitivities in 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 our clairvoyant skills. What happens when we have... An abundance of autoimmune diseases, and mm-hmm. there's some symptoms that 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 indigos have that are pretty unique because of our challenges. The, maybe that's what I'm. Yeah, I about.
0: I love. Well, you know, I love that topic. I'm <laughs> I'm very passionate about indigo children and our toxic burden. So, um, yeah, I'm I love talking about that next because. That impacts our frequency. And that's my work is to help you guys purify the body so that you can raise the frequency of the body. So I love it. Let's do it.
1: Perfect. So, physiology, body work, um, disease, you know, like not disease, problems that have come up that could be viewed as disease.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I, you know, one of the things that I'm excited to talk about is our genetic mutations and MTHFR because to me, that's an interesting genetic implant that we have, um, with benefits and, uh, challenges. So I think talking about that will be interesting as well.
1: Fabulous. Fabulous.
0: Thank you. Oh. So
1: to each of you who, who wrote something wonderful, those of you who tuned in, those of you who are going to be watching later on, just put us on your subscribe, like we're coming yes. back month, um, in April, I think it's on the 16th too. I think it's in that Mm -hmm. it is. It's
0: the same day. It's Wednesday, April 16th, I believe exactly. And um, I love you so much, Denise. And I love Mm -hmm. all of you out there. And yes, please don't forget to subscribe to both of our YouTube channels um, to like this and to comment. So everybody who's watching this in the replay, listening on audio you know, come share, you know, send us a message or, or a post in the comments and share what what's coming up for you because we want to hear that. Because again, we're in this like our own indigo laboratory learning and exploring with each other. So.
1: Yes. And, and I guess the last piece, and there were some questions in there about these other kids and, or, uh, you know, scouts and whatnot, is this, this is the laboratory that's also feeding the last details on the indigo assignment book that I'm writing. So it's it's in editing and and, it re, and the scout information's in there and whatnot. So by April next month, I will have a book cover to show you on the Indigo assignment. So,
0: I'm so excited! Oh, it's so awesome! I love you so much. I love everybody out there, and we will see you soon. And I guess I'll drop a quick note just to say, Buddhist Biohacker, uh, our new season kicks off in a couple weeks too. So we'll be I back
1: full swing. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Love you. Enjoy. Bye, guys.